0: Welcome to the Morning Sanity Check, where we talk about the different pillars of resilience, spiritual, physical, social, and mental. Join us so we can talk about it, then be about it. Let the show begin.
1: Good morning, good morning, everyone. How are you? Welcome to another episode of the Sanity Check. Hopefully everyone is doing well. My name is Seth. And I'm Camille. Good morning. Yes, and we're here to help you get your mind right.
0: So we want to welcome,
1: welcome, welcome everyone. If you're just tuning in and and this is your first time seeing us live and you're on Facebook, make sure you go to StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook so that you can have your comments posted here. Okay, while you're watching live. But before we get into it, I'm. Very, very proud, very proud to introduce one of our new sponsors. Research has shown aging individuals in medical conditions with disabilities stay healthier with social interactions. This agency benefits the community by promoting mental health. It also helps clients transition from dependent living to becoming independent, by using independent living training. For example, finding alternative ways to be able to do their own tasks independently. Providence Place Focus is one-on-one support and they are a home-based alternative to facility and hospital care. So basically, if you have individuals in your family that needs personal care, they can help train you to take care of your loved one. so if you are interested and you're in the st louis or southern illinois area the number is 314-736-1919 one more time the number is 314-736-1919 now that's Providence Place Home Health. All right, all right. So, so, so. Good morning. Good morning, Camille. How you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Uh, woke up a little early. Got in my couple miles, starting for this uh, million mile project.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so. I don't know. Blood is, you know, going. Oxygen going. I'm ready to go. (laughs) That's
1: good. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. And if you're if you're able to share this, please share. We're going to be talking about some good stuff this morning. Whoo. So inclusion, I know based off of everything that's going on and that's not that has not been going on, meaning, meaning, uh publicized. What we hear a lot of now is, uh, or like a buzzword, buzz phrase, is diversity and inclusion. All right? Diversity and inclusion. Um, so, but when that, yes, you do, you're getting it in. But when you think about that, when you think about diversity and inclusion, we're all diverse, either by how we look, or our thought processes, or our background, or whatever. But being included, everyone likes to feel included however you won't always be included so what do you do about that when you're not invited to the reindeer games what do you do do you just cry about it or do you force an organization to include you so that's what we're going to be talking about today so Camille, what you think about that
0: Um, It is diversity inclusion. um, That is the big thing right now. You know, it's always been a thing across the years, but right now there's a a huge emphasis on it, especially with all the stuff that's going on. And um, sometimes we are excluded and it makes us feel a certain kind of way. You know, And we walk away, sometimes we're bitter, sometimes we're angry, sometimes we're confused because we're like, well, I thought I was this person's friend, you know, and it can cause some, some uh, break in whatever relationship or some conflict in the work centers and things like that when we are excluded or seemingly excluded from certain things. So it takes a little bit of introspection. It takes a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of, I don't know, doing your own thing, um, a combination of things to get through that. But it's a real feeling. Now, you, nobody wants to be excluded from anything, um, but sometimes it might be for you good.
1: There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So that's what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. How do you feel when you're not included? And sometimes not every open door is meant for you to walk through. Right. And it may be it's a reason why you wasn't uh, included. okay. and it may not be malice. But what I've I've found out was there's research done in in March 2013 that it's a what our brains, how our brains process not being included. You start to focus on the identification of uh, threat versus opportunity. So what's in your mind, you may think something is going on and that creates a limited view of what's going on around you. That makes sense. What you think about that, Camille?
0: Absolutely. And that's why I said seemingly, (laughs) because sometimes we can have, you know, based on previous experiences, based on interactions with different people, you know, when we see something, we always say, if it walks like a duck, you know, quacks like a duck, it got to be a duck. Well, that's not always the case. You know, it might be a swan. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure that we do some some checks to make sure that we we not purposely excluded or that there was wasn't a bigger reason for the exclusion because you may have been ex- excluded because you're not a part of or you're not privy to that certain conversation mm-hmm. or something like that. So we have to do some checks to make sure before, you know, as my mom say, you know, you get get all your emotions worked up for nothing, you know, save your emotions for when they're when they're needed, you know, and then sometimes it'll save you a little bit of embarrassment as well. So.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So and, and ladies and gentlemen, you guys think about it. Tell us what you think about the whole not being included. And I mean, we talk about it often. While we, You know, the diversity and inclusion. Before, is, what do we do? You know, as do, my mom say, what, what do we do? Excuse me. What do we do when we're not included? What do you do? And how does it affect your thought process and how you do your work? How <laughs> you do your work or if not your work, how do you how do you associate yourself with individuals based off of how you feel? And so, be, real quick, I want to say good morning to everybody that's on seals. Good morning, Foots. What's going on, brother Rondo? How you feeling, Miss Trinice? How you doing, ma'am? You up early over there in in Seattle area? <laughs> But no, we do love y'all. So please make sure you share this, share this, share it, and give your information or not your information, but your comments. Make sure that if you're not on StreamYard, you go to Streamyard.com forward slash Facebook.com. So that's what we're gonna be talking about. Good morning. Good morning, ma'am. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. So so now what how can we deal with not being included, okay? How, what, what, what do you think, Camille?
0: Well, I think that first you have to identify why you're not included. And sometimes it's that, you know, um, you may be the downer of the party. You know, a lot of times, mm. and there's been, <laughs> been times where, you know, how we do, you know, who's going to be there? Right, Who's going to be there? Yeah. Because you don't want to be the person that, you know, is, doesn't know how to have fun. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, as my my daughter says, it doesn't know how to people, (laughs) you know, Um, you don't want to be the person that always brings that negative energy in there. Or there are some people that just are. I don't want to make this sound bad, but, you know, like so safe, they just can't let their hair down. No, no, no,
1: (laughs) no, no. You know, we're going to say it because (laughs) because because they're like that. And what happens is those individuals, just because they have a thought process like you said it brings down the whole mood you see what i'm saying so instead of asking why they're not (laughs) letting you in the reindeer games why don't you ask yourself is it because of me maybe it is maybe i'm out of line you know maybe i make people feel uncomfortable instead of just chilling you know what i mean and just talking to people
0: right and then sometimes, you know, it's, it's that thing that you might have conflict with another person that's there. So say it's a, a it's a, uh off duty work environment or something like that. And you're known to have conflict with the friend of the friend, you know what I mean? And nobody wants drama in their space. No you know, one. nobody wants to have that conflict or a potential, you know, blow up or whatever. So you might be the one that gets cut from the list if that person is closer to the other one. And, and on that, I know a lot of times, especially with like weddings and um, different kinds of birthday parties or something where there's a limited uh, number of people who can come. I always, I had to learn a long time ago, just because someone is your best friend doesn't mean that you're theirs.
1: Hey, Hey now, (laughs) Um, (laughs) wait, hold on! wait, wait, wait. Say it one more time. Just because of what?
0: Just because someone is your best friend does it mean that you're their best friend. Message! And oftentimes, we don't know that until something like this happens. Right. And if there's a limited number, it's like, oh, well, I can only bring my closest friends. And you're like...
1: See? So I'm
0: not. Well, there were 50 other people that were closer (laughs) that I didn't know about. But okay, I get it now. So long years and years ago, um, I learned how true that can be. And so I had to change my perception about friendships as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like you never know who else is out there or people from, you know, way back when or family that might be. And then even if you're family, you might not be considered the closest one. Hey, you may be number 52 on yo, the list. Yo. Family, and mm-hmm. you might not get that invite to the wedding, you know? So I stopped taking it personally and um, understanding that I, and, and then it was a turning point where it, it happened to me, you know, that I have a best friend or I have a few of them. And then there was somebody else who was like, Oh, you're my bestie. And then I didn't. And I was like, Oh, well, we only had this many seats and I had promised And it was like, well, I thought I would get an invite. And then I remembered how I felt, you know? See. And so I stopped placing those expectations and I just look, these are the people I have room for. You know, I made my decision based on the best of whatever and please don't be offended, right. you know, and next time I'll keep you in mind. And if we have more seats or whatever, whatever, then I'll invite you. Right. And so I had to, um, really kind of, uh, evaluate that and approach it differently. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you're just not as close to that person as you may think you are. Just because you're there every day doesn't mean the connection is as strong as someone who's far away.
1: Exactly. You know, so
0: um, like I said, identifying the why you were excluded from that that event or whatever it is,
1: is super, super,
0: super important.
1: Exactly. It is, it is. Mm -hmm. And so now, ladies and gentlemen, I want y'all to think about it. What if you made your stance, right? You made the, you know, you identified with that person, hey, how I felt, right? How you felt because you wasn't invited. And now another situation (laughs) comes around, now you're invited. Now, how do you think, how do you think you're going to respond to that? Like, okay, is this just a damn affirmative action? type of thing. You get what I'm saying? Like, so now I'm here because I didn't made a stink about it. And is it genuine? So that's what I want to transition to. When we do what we have to do to be included, let's say it's it's outside of the workforce, because there's times when you most definitely need to be there, especially when it's dealing with you. And it's a a conversation to advance your career. Right. But Mm -hmm. so we're talking about social. So if we're talking about social issues or, you know, just being around people and you make it a point to let people know, hey, I didn't like why, you know, I didn't like the fact that I wasn't included. I did this, this, (laughs) this, this. this." So you shame individual. You shame people. Right. Because they didn't invite you. And it it may not have been on purpose, so to speak. But Mm -hmm. then now when something happens, now you there. Now, everybody know you was the one that made the problem. Well, not necessarily made the problem, but you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. now you're going to be uncomfortable. Like, well, damn, do I really want to be here or do they are they just allowing me to be here instead of you? You get what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely. And then the other thing about that is I know a lot of people that have made stinks and stuff like that. It's like, well, when was the last time you invited anybody to your event
1: mm. or to your
0: conversation or to your table? Mm-hmm. You know, you never invite anyone else. It's but you expect to be invited to everybody else's table. It's a give and take, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And so it could be they were feeling the same way that you're feeling right now. You know what I'm saying? You didn't invite me to all of those things that I know you had. So guess what? You didn't get invited either. Now you know how it feels. You, you know. Go. And the next time they might say, okay, well, you can come to the table. Ain't no telling if you're gonna be uncomfortable or not at that table, knowing that you were, you know, a charity case.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? There you go. But but
0: there you seriously go. though, we have to think about those things. Are we asking more than we're given? You know, right. asking more than what we're given. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when you do go in there, you have to already go in prepared, you know, for the possibility that you may feel some sort of way because you're thinking, oh, did they just invite me because they really wanted me to be here mm-hmm. or because I said something about me? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. that's a chance you have to take.
1: So are you going to show up? Right. And then let's think about this. There's some thoughts that we should have in, in, our, in the forefront of, my, of our minds. And mm-hmm. we said it earlier, like um, could have been a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. Was it a mistake? And, um, you know, are you overreacting? Like, is it really that serious? But then again, you always have to ask yourself, did you really want to be invited? Because like, let's say, for example, individuals (laughs) did invite you, but you're a constant, you're an uh, um, habitual uh, shader, not necessarily shader, but you flake right? You flick you. out. So the deal is you keep asking, you keep saying no, and now if they don't ask you, now you got a problem with it. Right. You knowing you didn't want to go in the first place, right. or you wouldn't show up anyway. Some
0: right. people just want the the invite. You know, it's like those uh, a lot of people are introverts, and I see a lot of um, memes that go around, and it's like you know, I'm not gonna go, but I really want to be invited anyway. Right. Well, some people just get tired of wasting their energy. Yeah. You know, it's nice to be invited every now and then, but if you turn me down two, three, four times in a row, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to waste my not going to waste my energy anymore continuing to invite me because then I think that maybe there's something wrong with me that you don't want to hang out with us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe that there's just some, you know, whatever. So we have to really be uh, cognizant of that as well. I remember too, um, Seth, when I was, um, you know, moving up in the ranks and everything, I've always had my shops, whether it was two, thirty-something people. Mm-hmm. And I am extremely um, social when it comes to taking care of my people. Mm-hmm. So we would get together and we would go uh, go-kart riding and bowling and we would go like to out to di- different trips and I would invite people over to my home for like Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever and have a big spread in the whole nine mm-hmm. well I noticed that as I got up the ranks um like they'd be having all kind of things and nobody would invite me and I was like dang like nobody likes me anymore or whatever right. but then I realized too I started laughing I said look you guys I'm not even gonna be offended or whatever if you don't invite me because what I realized was as the tears separated, you know, they have to have their own kind of Mm -hmm, fun. mm -hmm. And they don't wanna have to worry about, you know, and I always tell them if it's not dangerous, it's not illegal, it's not, you know, ain't nobody getting I'm not getting no calls about somebody being sexually harassed or anything like that. Yes. Y'all have fun. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know that my presence, even though I'm easygoing, even though they've been in my house a hundred times, my mere presence sometimes stifles the energy because they're not sure exactly what they can do and what they can't do. Right, and so I would pop in sometimes and I would say, Look, y'all, I just wanted to come and say hey and um, you know, make sure everything was good. Y'all need anything or whatever, I just want you to know that I cared enough to come out, but I'm leaving so y'all can have your fun. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing that, and they'd be like, Oh, okay, sometimes they'd be like, No, you can stay, and I'm like, Nope, I'm gonna let you have your fun. You know, this is your peer group or whatever, and um, I'll be at my house you and know yeah, not,
1: yes. yeah and, and that's so. what it is it, that makes sense mm-hmm. so we could take it from that when you know you come up in rank or you go in rank and then you may surpass your your you know the individuals that were your peers but the mm-hmm. thing is is when your rank change your growth change as well <laughs> but as long as they know that you do have that credibility you can go up and down but of course you're not going to be a hovering type no. but now let's move that from the occupational side to the parents. So there comes a time when, look, just stay home. Stop asking your kids, hey, you want to go? Let's go to the mall and kick it. No, yes. you're not that type of friend. You're the parent. And don't feel away Because remember, it was a time when you didn't really want your parents around all the time, driving you everywhere. Or you wanted them yes. to drop you off like at least a block away from where you was trying to. You get what I'm saying? So Down the street, around the corner. Right. So now, how do you deal with that? Not being that type of mother. Like, okay, we're right. not as close as we used to be. We're not, you know, sitting up watching golden girls like we used to no more. So now you don't love me. No, yes. I still love you. But what do you think about that?
0: So my oldest daughter, I was very fortunate. My oldest daughter, she still calls me her bestie all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, mom, you're my bestie. My oldest daughter will invite me to everything. Mm -hmm. All right. There's no shame. There's no, she'd be like, this is my mama and, you know, she cool and whatever, whatever. And so we still have a parent child relationship, but she's also grown. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I was that parent that she wanted me to go to chaperone her high school proms. So I would chaperone the high school proms and the after, and it wasn't anywhere. If I went to a a friend, you know, party of a friend or whatever, they would have teenagers and she would always go or invite me to everything. So my oldest daughter included me in everything. Mm -hmm. My youngest daughter.
1: See? Mm-hmm. That Got one you. right there. Got you in your feelings. Huh?
0: <laughs> Man, because I was like, you don't want to go with me? Like I would pay for trips and vacations. And she's like, Uh, do I have to go? Can I just stay with so and so? And I'm like, seriously? Like, you don't want to go with me? Like, all right, well, let's have a shopping day. And she's like, Yeah, not my thing. I'd rather mm-hmm. stay home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, okay, well, let's go and go to get massages on my fingernail She's like, um, what's my dad doing? He's working on a motorcycle. I'll just stay here and work on a motorcycle. What?
2: Mm-hmm. And so
0: I was like, and then going with her and her friends and stuff, she'd be like, um, I'm good over there. Like, I'm good. Trying to give her a hug in front of people. She's like, um, mm-hmm. i like, mm-hmm. she like, what? Well, you know, I felt like I failed as a parent the same right, right. around, but I had to realize one, that they were two different kids, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then for two, that I was the same way with my mom. I was that parked down the street around the corner. Mm-hmm. My mother, hey mom, there mm-hmm. she is. Mm-hmm. You smoke her My mom up. would always be that one that would be in the stands, like at a performance. And my mom would just be yelling and just whatever. And everybody, no matter where we were, okay, they would be like, uh, that's your mom, ain't it? They know that's your mom. Yeah, even yeah. in basic training, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> basic mm-hmm. training graduation, my TI came up to me and said, Don't you look over there, Stevenson. But that's your mom, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, Just turn slightly. That's your mom. I said, Yes, ma'am. She said, I knew it. I knew it. So, mm-hmm. all the way through, my mom has been that parent. And I remember being like, oh, God. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: I appreciate it now mm-hmm. because she was always present for those right.
1: things and that's the but, key and... oh yeah and, and that's the key so so we can't we can't get in our feelings about it when our yeah. kids are, are growing up but then again if by staying there they will understand they will mm-hmm. understand and and and, I'm, and she hear you she hears you because you <laughs> know it's true so but now now we're talking about that and just being included and in mm-hmm. how not being included can mess with our psyche, All right. We mm-hmm. talked about it a little bit earlier. And so good morning, good morning, everyone. If you're just uh, tuning in, we're talking about not being included. What do you do? And it, we, we talk about the diversity and inclusion all the time, but not everybody is coming to the table. Mm-hmm. So keep in mind, the table may be so big with so many chairs in there. Now, what is the true motivator for being in the room okay so think about that think about if you just want to be there to prove that you can be there or do you want to be there to help enhance the organization because uh, uh studies show that it increases the safety um <laughs> as far as be, having personal safety right because the more individuals that's surround you you feel closer and more secure and also it brings different points of views, right? Yes. It expands thought processes. And it's also, if you have a group, it makes it easier to recruit individuals because they see as different individuals there, right? But yes. at the at the same time, you won't always be included. So like I said earlier, what do you do, right? What do you do when you're not there? Do you uh, uh, moan, complain, And try to force the issue to be at the table? Or do you build your own table? You see? What do you think, Camille?
0: I think that's good. It depends on the organization or the the table that you're sitting at. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes uh, you do need to be there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there are decisions that are made that uh, affect your work centers or your family or whatever. And by you not being included, they could be missing a huge chunk of something, a huge chunk of information. Yes. And so the decisions that are made are not made with all of that in mind. Mm-hmm. And it can devastate Sometimes in organization, it can devastate a person or their career. Um, So you have to make sure that the right people are in the room.
1: There we go. And
0: sometimes the right people can be intimidating to the people who are hosting, you know, and they want to exclude them, but the results will never be the same. You, ha- you can't just have anybody in the room. Mm-hmm. You have to be the right person in the mm-hmm. room, have the right people in the room. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about being excluded, you have to really do some, some soul searching and say, am I the right person? to be in that room exactly am i going to be the one that's going to stand up and say what's right or wrong am i going to be the one that has the voice for the people who are not there or not represented or am i just going to sit there take it all in go back and complain and talk about what
1: i heard exactly that's the deal because individuals don't think about that what is bringing you in a room going to do you know yes. what I'm saying? Do you have a track record? Or have you, you is your personality or your movement been proven right? right? If you can someone vouch for you or is there enough individuals to say, hey, Seth should be in this room because yes. of the value that he brings. So Absolutely. I ask you, if you're not in the room, ask yourself why? What can you contribute? And then let's say you do have the ear of a decision maker right? What type of conversation will you have with them to say, hey, how you should be there because blah, blah, blah. But are you including the whole uh, organization? Because sometimes we can be, put it like this, trying to be inclusive, we can exclude individuals at the same time, right? Just by trying to say how, I should be there versus other people. So what type of inclusion are you really doing? That's reverse inclusion. What do you think about that, Camille?
0: I I think that's a good point. And oftentimes when people go in there, it's self-serving. You know what I mean? Um, You want to be in the room because you want to be recognized or you want to bump elbows with, you know, this person that you feel has a certain level of impact or mm-hmm. that can do something for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to go, like I said, into a lot of senior leader offers offices and things like that, have these conversations. And when I go in there, it truly is not about me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not, you know, one one of my um, previous leaders was like, you know, what can I do to make you better or right. what can I do to make you happy? And I said, sir, it's not about me. It's about the organization. See. We need to be looking at what we can do for the organization because the organization is hurting.
2: There
0: you go. And he kind of sat back like, this isn't about me. I'm not here putting everything I have on the line for one person. You know, that would be extremely selfish of mm-hmm. me. And it really would not um, enhance the organization one bit. Mm-hmm. This is about a much bigger thing than me. Right now, I'm just being the voice of all the people. And then he said, you know, well, nobody else has said anything. Nobody else. I haven't heard that. I said, of course not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. why I'm here. You know, I'm here to be the voice because these are the things that I've been hearing. These are the things that have been happening. And I'm not sure you're aware of that. So it has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. And so once we established that I wasn't coming in and wanting anything from him per se for me or for my career, and that this really was an organizational thing, everything about our relationship changed. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And then he
0: would ask for, you know, my perspective, or what do you think about this? And all that kind of stuff, because he understood it wasn't for selfish reasons. There was no selfish motive behind it. It was about taking care of the people. right And so you have to have those right people in the room. And oftentimes people, well, how did you get that? I don't know. They called me. <laughs> they know that I'm going to be honest. They know that I'm going to be open about, you know, certain things. So there's a credibility that's built, too, that says um, I am privy to some tables, not all. Mm-hmm. and the ones that i'm at those are the ones that i try to make a difference and then maybe that'll open the door for the next table absolutely the bigger table absolutely. so some people want to go from you know that little folding chair the little card table in the corner to you know like the oval office you can't right. do that it's, right. it's a whole lot of steps in between a whole mm-hmm. lot of growth a whole lot of you know conversations and experience and um proving yourself that you're worthy of being at that table. Absolutely.
1: And that makes a whole lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. But ladies and gentlemen, I know that if you are watching this Mm -hmm. and watching us stream, if you want to give your comments, make sure you go to streamyard.com forward slash Facebook. Okay, so we can be able to see them all here because I've been going through. I see yours, Trinice. You made some valid points. James, you too. Miss Jackie. Yes, ma'am. She says when excluded, which happens, I sometimes Mm -hmm. ask myself if I'm the most needed in the room or behind the curtain in the room. When I find that answer, I understand my purpose for that cause. And that's what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Mm -hmm. we have to think about what are we able to do in the situation right sometimes we have to take the back seat Mm -hmm. and hold on sometimes you can what i mean by taking a back seat you can actually mold and mentor an individual that's in the room (laughs) come on now you don't have to be there to be effective
0: and the other thing is sometimes you don't you can do more or you can stifle more things being
1: in the room. That's what, exactly. Depending
0: on who you are. Right. I, I know that there were times where there was meetings that happened, I wasn't included. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I knew I should have been in the room.
2: Mm-hmm. But I'm
0: glad that I wasn't mm-hmm. because there was free flowing information in that room mm-hmm. that got back to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It wouldn't have happened had I been there. Right. And so then I was able to go back and confront those things mm-hmm. because they would not say it in my face mm-hmm. or in my presence, but they said it around those that they were comfortable with. And I used to always well, there was some situations, but I always say like um, a little birdie told me, right. y'all don't know who's in a room that knows who I am. There you go. And when things are said that are not true, they always come back to me. Mm-hmm. They always, and or if there's pieces of information that I should have known, they always come back to me. And it's the least suspecting people.
2: Mm -hmm. Like I have
0: friends that they were like, I never would have put y'all together. I'm like, good, good, you know, so you can say whatever you need to say freely. And I get that information and then I can act based upon that, you know, and go back and say, okay, this was said, this was done. And they're like, oh, 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 I'm like, look, you know, so sometimes your presence uh, or the absence of your presence in a room mm-hmm. can be just as beneficial and powerful as if you were one of those needed in the room.
1: Yeah, and that's so, the So you know, as long as the right, the other right people are in the room, that can share that information as well. So a- absolutely. Yes. And Miss Janae, she says, uh, "I've learned when you truly work in your gift." Not for attention, just fulfilling <laughs> your purpose, invitations will be extended. Your yes. name will be mentioned in rooms you have not even entered yet. Just my experiences. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. It, that's the That's the thing. So what is it that you truly, truly, truly want to do? and yeah. why do you want to be there look like she said just to say that you like they include you just to say that being tokenism it's tokenism <laughs> and, and and that makes yeah. sense so you need to ask yourself hey <laughs> what's going on why am i wh- wh- what is it inside of me that wants to be there okay And King says, sometimes your name and presence right is so big, it takes away from the cause, so you need to be excluded. And you're right. And sometimes it is, especially in the military, people see that rank, and then they they feel like they can't say what they want to say. If you are in a position where you can go into any room, how about you take that off? Or you just extend, like you you did earlier, talked about earlier, Camille, saying, hey, I'm here if you need anything and you let right. me, you know, let, let me let you do what y'all need to do. And I'm here to help remove barriers. You, right. you know what I'm saying? I don't have to be here to be the thought leader in everything, because that means you're doing what I want you to do <laughs> in my mind versus what I want you to do in your own collective mind.
0: And and I, uh, there's often times where for younger folks, you know, I know that. I'm very approachable, you know. People trust. I've earned a level of trust with my troops and things like that. People who you know are around me, and uh, but there's times where I always keep my ear to the door, you know, and I always hear. It. And I say, well, people are like you really be reading all them regs and stuff. So I said because if they're talking about it, somebody's going to come ask me about it, and it's my responsibility to know to give an answer. Mm-hmm. And so then there are other times where I'll be listening to them, and they'll be talking about life stuff, and you know how like that crabs in the bucket and everybody just pulling each other down. And they just, and I'm like, I go in there and I, I was talking about the other day and I go timeout mentor moment, you know, taking this shirt off, let's have a real conversation. Right. And so the, the range is from teens all the way up into sometimes the fifties, people who are older than me. Mm-hmm. And because they haven't heard a different perspective, um, they'll fall in mm-hmm. them same traps and everybody be going through what was me, all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, okay, let's really talk about this. Mm-hmm. And, and, I'm grateful that they allow me to do that and that they're very open. And that's because they, they trust that, you know, this isn't going, this is a mentor moment. This isn't a time I'm trying to get nobody in trouble. I'm trying to change your thinking, you know what I mean? So let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. I need to know really what's going on in your mind so that I can help to reshape that if it's wrong. And sometimes people, you know, you think about it and you're like, well, what would make you think that? And then when they tell you, you're like, ah, that makes sense, Mm -hmm. but not in this situation. So you're absolutely correct, you know, in, in that thing. But for this, it's not going to work or something like that. So you help them. You can't bring all the the baggage into the, the same, you know, thing. It's not the same situation. Right. Might be good for that. But for this right here to keep you out of trouble, this is what we need you to do, Mm -hmm. you know. And so they've allowed me to be open and honest and things like that up and down the ranks. But because I know that I do have some sort of influence just by rank alone or by reputation, there are certain things that I exclude myself from Mm -hmm. so that I don't stifle or stop the growth you know, let them work some things out, some critical thinking. And then I'm still listening when they go off way off track. And then they'd be like, oh, they me bring it on back. You right, know, right, right, they right. Bring it on back. So, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. but yeah. And, yeah. and and that's what it is. And as uh, Trini said on the other stream, you know, some of us are just nosy. Right. Some of us are just nosy, like we just want to be there so we can say what happened. But we didn't add anything to the conversation.
0: And you ain't going to do nothing with the information you got. It
1: ain't going to do nothing. You get what I'm saying? So, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is pretty big to me because I am it just personally, I love action and self-accountability. Mm-hmm. obviously, right? Being an accountability coach. But when you are not being, when you're not invited or included, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean the fight is over. You see? So that's mm-hmm. what, that's why I talked about earlier, if you're not at that table, maybe that's the wrong table you need to be at, mm-hmm. right? Keep searching because like we uh, spoke about earlier, that creates a limited view, because in your, in your mind, you want to know, well, what did I do wrong? Why didn't they exclude me? Maybe I look too funny. Maybe I'm too loud. Maybe I'm too quiet. Blah, 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 blah. Maybe, maybe me, 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 me. But if you bring your blinders down and see how you can help other individuals in different areas, you won't be worried about that table. You get what I'm saying? And then you, like I said, you can create your own or you can go to someone else's table that's in line with you and that loves to, that would love to have your information and and input. So, but I want you to think about this. When you are putting out whatever type of energy, not everyone is gonna be able to receive it. So what is it that's in your mind that wants you you or your presence to be at that table you get what i'm saying what is it are you trying to prove something to someone else or to to yourself like do you feel as though the reason why i want to be there is because i deserve to be there really really maybe what qualifies you yeah right what qualifies you look maybe your purpose is larger than that table so what is it that you're lacking inside that wants you to be at that table come here what you think about that um
0: that's good um miss young on here she said um you know she had to be okay with being excluded from certain tables mm-hmm. and that's true it it realizing, you know, do I have a purpose at that table? You know, is it self-serving? What am I going to do with the information that I received? Am I going to take action on it? Or is it just information that I have? You know, some people like the, the feeling of power at being certain um, tables, being at certain tables. Mm-hmm. Some people like the affiliation of being around people that are at certain tables because they feel like that, you know, if they know that connection, you know, that person that maybe they'll get a leg up in some other area of their lives or careers or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Some people it's just a personal thing. They have to feel like they're the one in control or that they're always, you know, the face of something. Right. But like you said, if you're not adding value to the people who are under you who could benefit from that. You know, it's uh, okay. Let me go back. So it's like all those um, meetings that we're having. Okay. Like mm-hmm. up here, I'll just say up here. You're right. And there's a lot of information. And I've been in a lot of those, those meetings. There's a lot of information that gets passed down and it stops. That's right. And it's information that will affect the entire organization. Mm-hmm. This information has been out there for months. Nobody has disseminated it. Uh And then at the last minute, they're like, we have a tasker and it's due tomorrow. You've been knowing about this for two months. And people are like, oh, we just got it down. Oh, no, I was in that room. You know, like I was, it was supposed to be disseminated through a certain thing, you know, and sometimes my, my purpose in that room is just the five minutes that I have to do give a speech, but usually I have to sit there. So I have to absorb all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I take care of my squadron a lot of times. And I used to give notes and stuff. Okay. This is what I heard. This is what I did, whatever, What this is coming down, but that stuff would stop. And it never would filter down to the right people who were actually doing the jobs Mm -hmm. or who actually had to do it. And then at the last minute, they give these taskers and say, well, nobody, nobody submitted anybody. Well, we didn't know about it until yesterday, as if we didn't have whole jobs to do. You know, so what are you doing in those rooms? So are you giving down the information so that people can act on that?
1: Right. And and and. Mm I'm glad you said that. That right there lets me know that individuals don't know or they don't like to pivot. What I mean by that is this. Let's say we have a, this is my chair, right? It is swivels. So yeah. I'm receiving information from higher ups. OK, mm-hmm. I'm receiving the information from higher ups and I'm giving my reply or or whatever. But when I get the information, I hold it. I don't go like this pivot. And give it to the individuals that I'm over. Because what I'm doing is I'm holding and hoarding the information to see how it benefits me first. You see? See how it benefits me first. Let me get everything I need out of it. And then I can just, you know, just the crumbs. And then when I'm holding on to this information... I have this information and I have other taskers. So now the time frame is, is going, right? Because time don't mm-hmm. stop. And then when I get asked about it, now I'm sending, like, yep, like Ms. Sharp says, those uh, last-minute um, mm-hmm. uh, taskers. That's when it happens because I'm not pivoting at that time because we know if there is a Monday morning men, uh, meeting, okay, where all the groups and everybody come together once a week, boom, boom, boom. First thing Monday morning. There are taskers that may be due Friday, but you need to fact check and do everything you need to do. So I would be the type of individual to get that information, write it down, give it to my unit and say, I need something back by Wednesday. Yes. So we can go through it. Boom, 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 boom. So I can give a final finished product before Friday. Yes. See? But if I don't pivot and I'm hoarding information, then Mm -hmm. I'm setting my unit up or my organization up for failure. What you think about and that? then you
0: don't take the blame for that Those oh, Of course not, it's everybody else's fault everybody else, Yeah,
1: you should have right? asked me what was at the meeting
0: <laughs> and, and sometimes they forget mm-hmm. I don't want to say this but They forget that they leave that that trail Of date stamps mm-hmm. on there Oh yeah. And so you look back and say You've been holding on to it mm-hmm. for all this time And then you give it to me at this one moment And I'm supposed to quick turn it for you And you've had it in your box for but I, but two weeks see, now.
1: I can use my ring to say, oh, well you know I got all these I mean, other tasks. You know how they do. I do it. You I do know. it in a much. You <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. But, you know, I do say that. I'm like, man, you know, you've been h- sitting on it for two weeks and now you expect for me to turn around. I have all of these other things that I have to get done. Right. And then I'm like, OK, well, something is going to, um, you know, something's going to be late. So you choose, <laughs> you know, you choose which one you want to be late because I don't have the bandwidth to do it. Exactly. I, I don't have that kind of time, you know, oh, by the way after this job, I still got to go home and take care of my family and my house and everything like that. Mm -hmm. I don't have that kind of time to be doing these Mm tasks when you've been having them for a long time. Right. And so, you know, I have to, I, I try to be cognizant of that too. So I do for, if it's, Somebody else, I give them weeks ahead of time that I give another suspense. So I have time to work on that thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I try to get it to them as soon as possible mm-hmm. so that if it does not get to me, then I can hold them accountable. And it's not because of something that I did. But a lot of leaders won't do that. And then they want to blame everybody else for their demise or downfall because those suspenses weren't met. But they came out last minute, last minute, last minute, mm-hmm. you know, and and so we just have to take a pause again like you said what are we doing with the information that we're receiving at that table you know and if we're not doing anything with it but maybe we should give up our seat i don't know
1: and little king says sometimes you hoard info because you want to micromanage the info but create a major problem because the information is dispersed way too late absolutely that's the point that's the point so so the thing is is If you have the advantage or the privilege to be in the room, absolutely right. She says sabotage. If you have the advantage and the privilege to be in the room, what are you doing with your presence there? Right. Mm -hmm. Versus being able to tell everyone, hey, I was in the room. So, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, it's almost like individuals that that talks about that. How can I say this? They can tell you everybody that they know. OK, oh, I know. So and so so, so, so I know Jay Z. I know uh, uh, everybody. Dame Dash, all them. Right. MC Hammer. Why? Who cares? But hey, I know all these individuals. And now when it comes down to, you know, us doing something or individuals really doing something with their privilege of knowing individuals. Oh, mom's the word. Mm -hmm. wait hold on so so you was in the room right you knew the people you can high five everybody but what was the true purpose of you bringing that up to say i'm that important that i know these individuals and you don't or hey i know these individuals so if i know them you know them now i'm gonna holla at them if we need something right Mm -hmm. just know that we have that connection but (laughs) Let's get it. Let's get it in together as a unit. So now my network, my network can help increase your network. What right. do you? How do you make people feel? Why would you make a person feel less than because you know something or someone that they don't? Can you speak on that?
0: Well, it, well, that's that that power thing.
1: It's yeah. a power thing, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Is.
0: And people like to have power over other people or feel more important than other people, mm-hmm. even if. They don't have the ability to do anything by f- mere just association. Mm-hmm. They feel like they are something. So those ones that are in those room with the Jay-Z's, well, if all of your friends are successful, then why aren't you? Hey, now. You know, are you picking up what they're putting down? Are you doing <laughs> uh, and grinding the way that they are? Or are you just hanging around trying to get the the little crumbs, crumbs and, and stuff like court. that just to say that you're in the room again you're not doing anything with that Mm -hmm. so it it, oftentimes is it comes from an insecure place too uh you see people around you shaking and moving and all this kind of stuff they may not be associated with the people that you're associated with but eventually you know they will be or they could be and so we try to say well you know i know this person i know this person okay well hook me up you know can you get a whatever i'm over here grinding whatever and it's like oh well i can't really you know The other thing on the flip side of that, let me say, too, is a lot of people that know you know a lot of people, they want to jump on, and um, sometimes they want to suck everything out of you, right? Mm -hmm. But they're not ready for that next step. No. They don't have everything. And so I always say, even when it's my friends and stuff, you know, there has to be a level of credibility because be. I like my name,
2: mm-hmm. whatever
0: it may be, be at the time. I like my name, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not going to drag my name through the mud for you. And you can't even produce. Like what are you gonna go in there and say? What are you gonna? What do you have to offer? What are you gonna show? And I, I'm like, I'm not trying to be mean to my friends, but I also have to be able to go back in that room after you. Listen, someone else who needs look, like
1: your friends ain't always ready for the upper room. Okay, exactly. they're <laughs> they ready. See it,
0: they see whatever, but they're not ready for that, mm-hmm. and they don't have the 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 experience to even go in there to do anything. So I'm always kind of like the buffer, and I'm like, Yeah, I love you, you're my friend, but I got to see, I got the, you know, yeah. Yeah, we good, love you, but I need to know that there's some substance there. and I hope people don't take that, um, you know wrong. But I also still have to protect my name, you know what I mean, and I still mm -hmm. have to protect what I do. So I can't bring everybody in the room. And some people, you know, they start that victim mentality. You know, oh, they ain't want me there. Oh, you know, I can't even, I can't even do this. I can't even get twenty dollars because you know they got all this and all that. Well, what? what, How did you earn that twenty dollars? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Looking in and seeing, are you just take, take, take taking, and you ain't doing nothing with what you got because you just want somebody to elevate you, put you on an elevator, and move you to the the next level or are you working taking them steps learning everything one by one to get there because even though a door of opportunity may be open to you you can't stay in there if you don't have the knowledge skills and abilities to keep you and there.
1: that's the key you that is it. the key yes you have to work no. And look be, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen Um, If you're just tuning in, we're talking about being included and when you're not included in the room, at the table, or even behind the door. If you're not uh, on the yard uh, stream yard, but you want to give a comment so we can see them on all the different uh, streaming platforms, especially on Facebook, go to streamyard.com forward slash Facebook. But no, you you just said something. You just said something. Yes, hold on. Look. Look, the upper room is only for eagles, right? The climate might be too high, too thin for chickens Mama. in that room. No, she right.
0: Yes. I was about to say, he, no, I was yeah. about to say, John Maxwell has um, one of his principles, and it says, don't send your ducks to eagle school. There you go. You'll frustrate the eagles, and you'll frustrate the ducks. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite lessons. I've never said that to my mom, and I don't think she knows that, but that is one of my favorite lessons. Yes. Because a duck is going to be a duck. and and, and you, you know, cannot it's, turn a duck into an eagle.
1: You can't, and there's so many different, and Analogies that focus on that, but we need to be cognizant of what we have done to get in the room. And just because we have the same um let's say part of our molecular structure is the same, does not mean with the same appear. And so you said something that made a lot of sense. Like if you did what you did, your name is attached to whoever it is that you bring in the room. So individuals, if you're not being included in the room and you know someone that is there, instead of asking them why you aren't there, how about you ask them, how can you get in there? You're right. Hey, teach me how to fish. Stop giving me all these fish sandwiches. You get what I'm saying? Because eventually I'm going to either move up or move on. So does that mean you're going to follow me? So, I can get you in the door, or are you going to follow your purpose? Yes. So, that's the key. Not everyone is ready for that lifestyle. And just because you know me and I know you, you see what I'm doing. And you know what? It it's unfortunate, but some individuals are so close to us. If they see you doing something, they say to themselves, if they can do it and I can do it. True, you yeah. could, but you see the fruits. But you don't see the labor. Now, are you ready for that lifestyle? You dig it? Now, if you've been getting it in, Mm -hmm. why not? That means that we are, you know, we can move together as a unit. But if you haven't, you just want either the accolades or the fruit, but you're not out here, you know, getting it with me. Come on now. Come on. You see? (laughs) That happens to me a lot. Now now that's another one. That's another one. You dig it?
0: Yes. Yeah you know, like I said before, when they're people they they want what you have and so they'll take your ideas and they'll try to turn it into yours and then they want you to come back and they want you to give your hold gift. on, wait.
1: <laughs> work for them. Listen. And work this. for them. Wait. And that's the part that I'm <laughs> So yes. yeah, I said look, they'll take your idea. But, well, but yet, hold on. You confess, you talk. To your confidant, if you will, your friend, your homie, right? Your girlfriend, right? Your ace, boom, coon, hey, brother, sister, this is what I think I want to do. You, look, we can do this in five months, boom, 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 get it in. You go somewhere for two days. You come back. Whatever it is that you wanted to do was implemented, but guess what? They, they need, didn't have your vision. Right, didn't have your vision, need your help. They need your help. <laughs> yeah, now what do you do about that?
0: So I, I, that has happened to me. That is my life story.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Before I really understood, you know, what I was doing, my purpose and everything, I would have these ideas and I would be like, okay, you know, Oh, and this is a good idea. I'm working on this. Somebody would try to throw it together real quick before I can roll out something. And then they'll be like, Oh, well, and I'm like, So at Lake and Heath, one particular lady, um, she was a commandant at the ALS. So Mm -hmm. I was trying to implement stuff, went through the thing, the whole, you know, beforehand Mm -hmm. and I presented to her her. and I said, here's what I have. This has been very successful, done it, you know, at these two bases, yada, yada, yada. And so I was like, I just need your okay for implementation. I've already talked to the education office. I already done all these things. So she was like, "Uh, well, I have to talk to the other instructors or whatever. I was like, okay, fine. So then, a couple of weeks later, this thing comes out across the uh, you know when they send everything out on email. and yeah, yeah, like a bulletin. This was happening, mm-hmm. and I I said, oh, I called her. I said, ma'am. She was like, well, um, um, well, I had already thought about that a long time ago, and so I said. Thinking and doing is two different things. And then I had already, you know, I had the wits about me to ask the staff. So I said, had you guys ever, did she ever bring this up? They were Uh like, what are you talking about? Uh Like, no, we just heard about it. She just came out with this thing or whatever. Uh And I said, said, I've already asked your staff. Nobody heard about it. Here's the date stamps. And I ran that up. She was so embarrassed. I ran into her again. She had commissioned uh, when I was deployed the last time. She looked and I didn't know it was her. I sat across from her. She looked up and it was like she saw a ghost. And I was like, ah, I remember you.
2: Uh It never
0: got anywhere. See. It never got anywhere. Something that was super successful across the bases,
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: could have been super successful for those ALS students because of her pride and wanting to be the one to do everything. She did no background work, no nothing. Didn't understand how it was supposed to be rolled out. It flopped. And then you want me to come in and give me, give you my help and help you. No, ma'am. Sorry, that just became yours.
1: And you know, that's what I did at the next place. Yeah. And that's what happens sometimes. And, and I posted this before, but mm-hmm. individuals will bring down the whole ship just because mm-hmm. they're not the captain. Y- yes. You see, just because yes. they're not the captain, they will bring down the whole ship, everybody up in it. So all of the thought process, the legwork, the connections mm-hmm. and everything, just because you're not the captain, you're like, you know what, forget it. it's done. We don't oh. need this.
0: And by the way, they want to use your services and all of your stuff for free. Always, but they would pay somebody else, See, you know. Of course, thousands of, thousands of dollars to do it. Of course, for my idea. Oh
1: no, no, no! Oh, of course, no. of course. <laughs> and that's no. the that's the deal. That's the deal. They you you have to be able to willingly give all of this right who are you to ask for any type of payment silly silly girl why would you right now that's the difference now we have to Mm -hmm. talk about or go into knowing the difference between your worth and your value two different things i know it sounds like the same thing but it's two different things so we have to be honest with ourselves to say hey i know my value yes so However, I cannot attach what I have to every situation. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because it may not be, it may not be fruitful mm-hmm. because of the toxic uh, parasites that's around there, right? Well, because we do have organizational haters. You understand what we I'm did. saying? Either yeah. at your job or just in your social circle. You do have those haters, ladies and gentlemen. And listen, you might not call them that, but you know who they are. You feel me? And they know who they are. So the thing is, do you keep sprinkling all of these good ideas to include individuals that's not willing to help you produce? What do you do about that?
0: Well, I say there's 7 billion people in the world. Find you your own group that's going to support and encourage and it's going to be there with you genuinely and you build your own table. See? That's what I say. See, I just say I've learned that I had to some of those people that I I wanted to be connected to. I wanted to, you know, it didn't work because their intention wasn't pure and it wasn't. I'm not a self-serving person Mm -hmm. and I can't surround myself with self-serving people because it's not going to work. What I have here is not just for me. It's for everyone. It's not a, you know, how much I can. I don't. I haven't got paid for a dollar, and I did. You know what I mean? Because it's not about me. Now, eventually, I know my. I know my value. <laughs> I know my my worth, and eventually that will translate. However, you can't be, and that's just so I can continue to do what I do. But you cannot have those types of people surrounding you when that purpose is bigger than you, and
1: so you have to build Wait, your. Own- hold on. Say it again. Say it one more time, cause see it's people that's just tuning in. I want y'all to get these these jewels so you can do something with them. What you say? I don't know. Say it again. Say it again. You know what you said? No, I don't. You didn't forget? Oh, so so were you no, just talking crazy? No, I'm
0: just saying that you can't have self serving people around you when your purpose is bigger than you.
1: You see? You know? See. So, um,
0: it, and it, and it is because when your purpose is bigger than you, you need people who can see that it's bigger than them as well. There you and go. And what they contribute is not just for them. It is for the big picture. And so I didn't know what I said. Seth, I know you I
1: did. Know. I know you did. You just being funny. But-
0: yeah, but you know what I'm saying? And you have to be able to weed out those people and say, oh, and, and so I'm very sensitive about the people who I let in and now who I, I give my ideas to and that I share certain things with because of that. And some people, it's, it's all about them. It's just to say that I was able to do this. I did this, this, was for, and I'm like, yeah. Those are not the people that I want to attach myself to because the purpose is bigger than the one. It's bigger than the I, it's about all of us. You know, and yeah. so I just had to build my own. I'm, I'm a person that I'm kind of in and out. Those folks that are really close to me, they know who they are. Mm-hmm. They know who they are. And those are the people. We have things and plans that we are building. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I just cannot. I, I had to separate myself. I had to, like Jenna said, I had to be okay with being excluded. Um, and I had to realize that I have skills and things like that, that I can build my own table. There you go. I can, yeah, I can build my own, and I can hand select the people that are good for what it is that I'm trying to do—a diverse, you know, set of people who. It's not about the power. It's not about the position. It's not about what people can do for them. It's the but purpose. it's about what they can do for other people.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a
0: much better place. And it a much is. Better space. Uh, oh heck, yeah! And and let's
1: let's stress and be, and and yes. I appreciate the fact you said that because. It's because of you that this uh, sanity check is 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 growing, right? So I appreciate you. Oh, um, the lions, then the individuals that's a part of the lions, then Herm, Will, uh, uh, that Spence, right? Herm, Will, Larry, Foots, and everyone that's a part of that. And we can't do anything solely by ourselves, mm-hmm. and that's that makes a lot of sense. And but, yeah. like you said, we have to be willing to look at what we need. OK, mm-hmm. and ladies and gentlemen, if you're not familiar with the four lenses, four lenses is, is a uh, personality test that breaks you down into colors. You have your gold, your yellows, uh, your blue and you know, your gold, your orange, your blue and your green. All right. And together, right, they can make a, a great team. So it's your responsibility to know if you are the captain, so to speak, of the boat, who do you have in the boat? Not everyone needs to be in it. You dig it? Because just like in the book, not everybody in your boat is rowing. Now, your mother said something that made some sense. It's a good question. How do you politely get rid of your haters, self-serving people, when your purpose is bigger than you and them? Now, personally... Hey, listen, I'm I'm not not. Listen, look, look, I'm not as cuddly as Miss Camille. Check it out. Um, Me personally, listen, I, I like to have a come to Jesus moment with them. Right. Being extremely open and honest. But the thing is to be around me and to know how I'm sometimes outside looking in just all over the place. I promise you it's a method to it. But Mm -hmm. what I can tell is when individuals are not truly there. You Mm -hmm. get what I mean? And so this is the deal. I really do feel as though when individuals aren't talking to you, Mm -hmm. they're still talking, but they're talking about what they don't dig with you or what, Mm -hmm. uh, or or the the outcome. You get what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. then I bring those conversations and I create them right I create a space to see where the individuals are and then if they're shifted I try to bring them back in line but if they're all the way out of line boom I just compartmentalize them say hey look I'm only going to deal with you when I got this going on but what I'm trying to do moving forward you can actually um prevent the progress so I can't include you in this reindeer game what you think Camille
0: I think that for me, I, you know, I try to give people a chance. Uh, what I learned, Four Lenses really helped me. That's one of my favorite uh, courses to teach is Four Lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, but people do things their own way. You mm-hmm. have to, um, one is you gotta get to know people. Yeah. You have to ask, people always say, you got to ask questions. No, you have to ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. You have to drill down to intention. You have to drill down to the heart of the person. You have to understand where they come from and you have to understand their personality. A lot of times we think some people are toxic, but it really just is their personality, you know? And so once you, you can identify that, you know, which tasks to give them, uh, where they'll thrive and you give them that stuff, you know, and then just bring it back. Some people's processes, is, mine is kind of, uh, it used to be more methodical, you mm-hmm. know? And so there are some people who are, it's chaotic and I used to give stuff to my troops. Some of them are probably on here and I'd be like, don't let me see the process. As long as it looks like this in the end, Mm -hmm. I'm good. These are the things that are important to me. I give them a vision and I let them work it the way that they did because if I micromanage the process, I would mess it up for them because it's not how their mind worked.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So then the other thing is if it continues to not meet expectations and everybody else is, I would have to say, look, I appreciate all of the time and effort spent and everything like that. Oh, but, political, uh, see. Behind you. <laughs> and if I have something else that I can pull you in or, you know, if I can help you along the way, I will. But for this project, you can't, you know, I like they say, your services are no longer needed. Yeah. <laughs> your services are no longer needed. Yeah. And sometimes, and I also say that, you know, you don't have to go to every party you're invited to. You don't have to engage in every conversation that you're invited to. Sometimes you just stay quiet. And people will start falling off, especially those ones when you don't respond. They just kind of like, oh, well, and they move on because really the the reason why they wanted to be there
1: was selfish anyway. Right. It wasn't genuine.
0: It wasn't genuine. Mm -hmm. So if you don't respond to that, sometimes they'll go out because their intentions are not right. They will seek people who they can use and seek people who they can continue to do it. And you won't have to worry about them. You, you know, don't have to say nothing. They just fall off. They, you know, shake the haters off. They'll fall off and go by, about their business and try to find out who, who find whoever else they can leech off of.
1: You, yeah. so sometimes you don't have to do much. You know, I love the way you said that. And we've talked about this before, those spiritual <laughs> vampires. So what you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, if you know you got one there, because what they would do is they'll suck all the life out to you. You get what I'm saying? They'll suck your ideas out. And then what they can do is they'll suck the life out of you the thought process in the zeal that you put into this yeah. organization. So like you said, what do you do when you don't feed into them? Listen here, you put this thing around <laughs> your neck, right? This is symbolic, right? Mm-hmm. This is symbolic because see, they're coming, they're coming for it. See what I'm saying? They're coming for you. You, you put, it. you got to protect your neck, yes. protect your neck. And That's what's going to happen is listen, they listen, they, they, they're going to shake the scene. They will shake the scene because like you said, they're coming there for a wrong intentions anyway, because if they wasn't there to uh, take away, that means that they were coming there to give. And if they can't give in that way, in one way, they will find a different way to contribute. You get what I'm saying? So if you once you protect yourself and you don't feed into the mess. They don't have anything to feed off of. And then, like you said earlier, they're going to go somewhere else and do the same thing to somebody else. You get what I'm saying? The same thing.
0: Mama, I I said, she put on there, I'm so polite. But I'm effective, though.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm effective. You know, you have to know you can't yeah. fight the same battle with yeah. everybody. Yeah. Some people you got to be rude with. Mm-hmm. Some people you got to be, you know, whatever with. But some people, you all you have to do is stay quiet. Mm-hmm. You stay quiet and they'll get bored. Mm-hmm. They'll go find somewhere else that they can, you know, rattle up some stuff or whatever. And I did. I saw King's uh, comment. I was going to comment on mm-hmm. that. Go ahead. Um, And that's a, a great comment. Haters don't hate you. They hate themselves for not being you. So the higher you climb on the success mountain the harder it will be for them to see you and they will stay on their level and then he just took it away so oh, now hey, there, you no mind, there you go there you uh, go they go on their level and leave you alone right and that's true and mm-hmm. i've learned i used to say what was it about me that people hated so much i was like I just love everybody I hurt people that go through my um my four lenses classes I'm like, i like mm-hmm. i hurt people like i love people mm-hmm. i just want to give 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 and people hated that about me and supervisors i hate I hated you always smiling there's something wrong with that like, am I not effective? Like, what kind of organization that you punish me for smiling? Mm-hmm. And then but even basic training, they'd be like, I'm going to slap the Kool-Aid grin off no, like, Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I always got them 341 snatched because mm-hmm. I was always smiling, mm-hmm. you know. And then people would hate. And they were like, "Wow, well, why are you here? Who invited you here? Mm-hmm. So-and-so did. They'd be like, well, how do you know them? Like, why are you hating on me? I didn't ask somebody, you know. But it was the more I did, people, and I realized People were trying to figure out who I was, what made me who I was, and they hated on that, and somebody came back and apologized. It was like, I was just jealous of the person that you are. And that's
1: the bottom line. That is the bottom line. And ladies and gentlemen, if you know that already, you can operate different. Because instead of focusing on why someone isn't, you know, can't dig you... it's like this. And, and, you know, your mother said something that made so much. It didn't not necessarily make sense in this context, but it struck uh, something inside of me. Very powerful. She said Judas will hang himself. Right. True. But you got to realize Judas was part of the plan. Hey 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 so watch this we can't say how much we can't you know can't stand haters they're there for a reason they are there for a reason just like individuals yeah they teach you so just like individuals are in your life to help you along those haters are in your life to help you build resilience ladies and gentlemen because you need that muscle because If you're at this level, if you're at level two and you got a hater at level two, once you go to the next level, you might have beat that 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 hater. But guess what? Every level, new devil. Can you dig it? That's why they are there. So you can't be mad at the haters. Hey, And and to your point, since you you love everybody, you got to love them haters, too, because those haters will actually make you stronger than the individuals that push you ahead. Believe it or not. So. When it comes down to not being included, we have to look at the lesson that we are being taught. Get out of your feelings. You feel me? Get out of your feelings. I ain't being included. They don't want me there. Want, maybe it's not time for you to be there. You get what I'm saying? And it, those
0: it, it Seth, like mm-hmm. you said, you know, I used to always, my mom was on here. I'd be like, Mom, why me? Why me? Why do I always have to go through this? Why do mm-hmm. I got to come? about every little thing that people are given. Why do I have to constantly go through? And I always say it, you know, God was building something in me. Yes. God was building, I mean, for the mental fortitude, Mm -hmm. you know, emotional fortitude, Mm -hmm. um, just physical strength, Mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. And I look at people who have gotten where they've gotten with no real adversity. And at the first sign of trouble or something, they completely break.
1: Oh, they fold because they don't know what to do.
0: Yes, they fold, they break, and they're like that. Mm -hmm. And so their whole life crumbles. But with all of those Steps of adversity, all of those haters who taught me hard lessons, no matter how hard they were and how hard, how many tears I cried behind it, they were building something in me. They were building and building and building and building. And I didn't know it at the time because it doesn't feel good. Oh no. But now looking back, I can see it. And to the point where look, I done built the whole structure. Not literally, but you know what I'm saying? I done built the whole structure. And it was every brick y'all threw at me became the foundation of who I was, there or who I am and who I will be. Every single time you tried to break me over the back with that wood plank, that became See? the foundation or the uh, the frame of my windows. There you go. You know what I'm saying? And so <clears throat> all of that I had to realize, excuse me, <clears throat> that yes, those haters are there. I deal with them in a certain way. um, But I also do welcome it because it teaches me about myself. It teaches me about how to deal with other people. And it also teaches them something because I've been through enough stuff that I can go back and be like, look, you know what I mean? Let me show you something. I just just told you something. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it is. Haters are necessary for growth. Everything that. Is growing is changing. Something has to die to live. Mm-hmm. Something has to break through to bring forth something. Right. You know what I mean, like a seed. It's mm-hmm. not a. It's not a beautiful process. That seed has to completely break open and change its whole structure in order for that plant to come forth. So instead of looking at it like just haters or whatever, there's lessons to be learned. Yeah, it at is. You said building resilient people. Mm-hmm. They help tremendously
1: have to and you know we we have to make sure we 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 understand what's going on and why Mm -hmm. it's going on and not to think that everything that's happening is happening to us they're happening for us hey Mm -hmm. sometimes that door is closed to keep you away from certain individuals Right. To keep you away from 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 certain uh, negative juju, if you will. Right. Not every situation is it it requires your attention, your energy or your love. All right. Not everyone. Right. So what King says, it says, you want haters because everyone knows that life is a performance and you need an audience. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, and, and so that's the deal. See, so it, it comes down to a mind shift. How yes. do you it's like this? How do you play the haters? Mm-hmm. How do you not play or hate? But how do you play, play the, the haters? haters. Mm-hmm. Because if not, they're going to play you and Absolutely. you eventually essentially will end up playing yourself. Mm-hmm. Check it out. I'm going to say it one more time how do you play the hater right how do you play the hater because if not you will be able you will play yourself because now Mm -hmm. you're off your game see see you are focused on crazy over here but you have something that can help a multitude of individuals but you're focused on not being liked you're focused on not being accepted you're focused Mm -hmm. on you know all the other things that's frivolous right from an individual that is a small thinker. So why would you take away this, the blessing that you have, that you can pour into a whole community, but you focus on why this person don't like me?
0: And, and the other thing I thought about was oftentimes we try, as you're saying that, talking about haters, we spend so much time and energy trying to get into rooms that are not built for us. There you go. And we miss out on the door next door. There we go. That will be the one that we can walk into and make an impact and make a difference. That's right. Way bigger than that one room that we thought we wanted to be in that they didn't like us, but I'm just going to try to, you know, mosey my way in here anyway, just because you've lost out on so much the people that actually need you are over here, See? but you're working so hard to be in this room with people that don't want you there. Mm-hmm. That you're missing out on something. And, and everybody who is supposed to get what you have is missing out too See? until you get that. Hey. You know. Yeah. And I said I was thinking about these boxes too. You know, I was like, sometimes I used to feel like I was in a box. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and am I going to put myself that? And it would get so uncomfortable. And I'm like, you know what? I'm busting up out of this box. Mm-hmm. You know, you put me in a box, I'm going I'm a bust a hole in a wall. I'm, a, I'm a tear up the ceiling, the roof, or whatever, because I don't belong here mm-hmm. and I don't want to be here. Right. I know there's somewhere else that's better suited for me. And so I started trying to find those rooms, mm-hmm. you know, that were big enough to hold who I am. Mm-hmm. not saying that in a braggadocious way, you no. know what I'm saying? But those little small boxes and small thinking, yeah. I'm like, I, I don't think small like that. So I had to start looking at, okay, if I'm not supposed to be or they don't want me in this room, why is there somewhere else I'm supposed to be? And, Let yes. me find that first mm-hmm. before I keep trying
1: to cram myself into a room that's already overcrowded. And, 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 yes. And think about who have what in right. the room. So think about it, right? Figuratively speaking, since we're, we're we're talking this way, if you want to be a part of a house, right, if you want to help build an, a house and you want to go into a room where this one particular person already have the nails. Why don't you check your pockets? Watch this, why don't you check and see what you have? And maybe your nails aren't needed and you can build another house for for a different group. You see what I'm saying? So think about, it goes all the way back to being included and not being included. Check and see what you already have. Because like to your point earlier, You have to once you stop trying to build something, all you have to do is build something that's already, you know, where land is blank. Right. And it's wide open. Listen, no trees. You don't have to cut down nothing. You don't have to uh, pipe anything. And listen, watch this. The crazy part is there was waiting for you. Yes. You see, waiting for your energy, waiting for your yes. thought process. But see, we still like this. And, and listen, and I'm going to be completely honest, y'all. Y'all ready? I'm, I'm, I got any more? No, I don't. <laughs> listen, be completely honest. Us as a community, especially African-Americans, we still knocking. Yeah, at the
2: door.
1: Hey, watch this. Let me in. Listen, I've been knocking at this door for the last hundreds of years. I'm st- when are we collectively going to build our own door. Come on now. Not
0: just that, Seth, but sometimes we get trying to get, like I said, that one little office building, that little office building, and you have a whole mall waiting on you. You know what I'm saying? Upper room. Go to the upper room. Go to the upper (laughs) room, right? You got a whole mall, but that's Mm -hmm. not, I just kept And and then we we have to make sure too, you know, when we're thinking about these things, yes, it's going to be things that we need. We might not have it, but I always feel like, you know, if if God gives you that vision, he's going to get you to it. Come on. You know what I mean? But you got to work. You have to act. You got to keep doing, moving. People be like, why are you taking all these certifications? Why are you? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, I just felt the urge to do it. And at this point, I see how all of that was preparation for what my future is going to be, you know? And so I have all the things that I need walking out. To walk into my own. See, I don't have to. If I don't want to, I don't have to go to nobody else's office. I can do my own and build my own if that's what I choose to do.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: I took every opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. Learning lessons, all of those stuff, all of those things. But, you know, we, we still trying to fit in these little rooms and we're supposed to have whole buildings. We're supposed to have whole community centers. We're supposed to have whole whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to think bigger. And we have to believe that about ourselves, that little old me, Camille from the hood in San Diego, is worthy of doing this thing that God put in me, hey. having, having this purpose, you know, and that he will surround me with people Yes. who um, it's more than just about them. Mm-hmm. And that can help build the community hey. that, you know, he has for me. So um, we have to stop thinking small. You got to. That door is locked. Shake them until
1: one opens for you. Hey, and again, and I am such a, uh, you're absolutely right, but doggone it, I'm, I'm the person, listen, let's get out here and let's start building our own door. Listen, I'm yeah. so tired. Of, it, yeah. Look, y'all, I'm tired. I'm tired of knocking. Look, my, my knuckles getting crazy. Look, I'm getting arthritis in my, in my see, it's, uh, it's arthritis. You get tired. You get, you get tired of knocking, knocking, knocking. Look at who we know. Look at our resources. And there's individuals that want to be a part of the change that they want want to see right so what we need to do my last thought too so we can get this wrapped up my last thought is if you can't change the room without being included or excluded change your mindset in the conversations change who you're talking to and then think about the intent what is the intent why do you want to be included in that room And I do understand how it feels. You see a sign on the door that says everything on it, but it excludes you personally. You want to get through that door to show them, hey, I'm up in the room. But why did you want to be there in the first place? And is it meant for the greatness inside of you? So that's my last point. What you got, Camille?
0: I was just going to do a quick recap. I I like what um, King says. Some people seek the glory so they can be the center of the story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you're not the center of the story. I was telling my mom the other day that, you know, we see the stars on the stage and I've learned back then that, you know, I'm a builder. And so There are so many people in the background that make that star shine. They cannot do what they do without choreographers, without lighting technicians, without sound checkers, without electricians, without people that build those stages, their costumes, their hair, their makeup. They would not be who they were if it weren't for all of the people that are behind them. So people don't see that and they start tearing up these relationships, trying to, you know, they're jealous of this or whatever, whatever. You don't know the story behind it. Mm -hmm. You want to be the spotlight, but that comes with a lot of work. It comes with a lot of uh, dollars spent and wasted. Sometimes it comes with a lot of trial and error to build that. But anyway, going back and just doing a recap, you know, we talked about, you know, that room, why we have to look inside and see why we were excluded. Is it us or is it them? A lot of times it could be the energy that we we uh, put off. It could be, you know, the type of conversation that we bring. Are we a Debbie Downer? All this, don't be victim. No, they don't never invite me. Take a, a check, internal check of you. Um, am I bringing good energy to this room? Am I bringing good ideas? Why do I want to be in this room? Am I supposed to be in this room? Am I taking up a space that someone else could be in who can act and can do things better than I could. If I'm just there for an information gatherer, then you don't need to be in the room. Bring me somebody who's gonna take the information and like Seth says, pivot, and give that information to the people who need to have it, who can take action, and it's not these last minute stuff and they can do. And so, you know, with all of that, sometimes you're not supposed to be in the room and sometimes you're supposed to build your own room or build your own table and select those people that add value to whatever it is that you're doing. Sometimes you just can't be the worker on the thing. You have to be the one to orchestrate only because you've had the skills, you've had all of these things. And so you have to put together your own team your own team to build the way that, you know, it's been put in you purpose for you. Mm -hmm. And so stop being jealous of other people because you're not excluded. Be okay with not being in that room, create a room that adds value to others and you select those people who continue to add values to value to others. So, um, it's so much to be learned in this whole whole lesson, you know, but you don't always have to be the center of attention. A lot of times people see or whatever, and I'm like, well, how did they know this? You know, I am a get in, get out type of person. You don't know what I'm doing on the background and all that kind of stuff. And so even this is very different for me um, because I'm just a worker, but I know that there's a bigger purpose. And like I said, I'm a builder and that's to help other people. And so I have to accept the shifts that come along with it as well, and I have to stop. I I learned to stop knocking on all these doors I wasn't supposed to be in or trying to squeeze into a room that I wasn't supposed to be in. There's another door for me, and I'm going to do that. And there's room at the table for everyone to eat, everyone to eat. It is. There's room at different tables for everyone to eat.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, it is. It is.
0: You know, just stay in your lane, do mm-hmm. what you do, and do it for the right reasons, and all of that stuff that you're looking at, seeing, it'll come to you. Absolutely. It'll
1: come to you. Okay. Well, listen, Camille, uh, tell everyone where they can, where they can find you.
0: So you can find me on, um, you see my website there, Aspire to Grow Higher. That's just for my book. I'll be building that website um, more later. Um, you can find me on johnmaxwellcom Thomas. I'm also a certified John Maxwell uh, speaker, trainer, coach. You can find me on Facebook, Camille Stevenson Thomas is S-T-E-P-H-A-N-S-O-N Thomas. And um, hit me in my inbox, my messenger, whatever. If you have my cell phone, text, whatever, uh, just I'm out there. So that's where you can
1: find me cool cool and ladies and gentlemen you can find me here set the speaker or you can go to Setthespeaker.com to see everything that we're doing there with the lion's den and also the sanity check and you can also go to the black collar mindset grab a copy of it right This the tool uh, it's the tool to help you maneuver around fools all right The black collar mindset. But seriously, it's the art of strategic thinking and it helps you with self accountability. And that's what we need. That's what we were talking about today. So when we're doing things. Let's ask ourselves why. And I appreciate everyone, everyone that tune in. Hey, how you doing, Miss Holly? How are you? How are you? And she says she loves that necklace. Anything you want to say about that necklace?
0: Yes, this is Holly. I get all of my my jewelry and swag from her. She's a paparazzi dealer Mm -hmm. (laughs) in mine. And so um, thank you for always making sure that I look good on this show.
1: Right on, right on. Yes, yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this this concludes our sanity check. We want to thank you for tuning in and catch us again next week, next Saturday at 8 o'clock central. We're going to be talking about the love languages. All right. There was a request to talk about it and then go into depth. So, I encourage you, look it up. See what you get from the love language. Take the test. There's a test that you can take a real quick uh, analysis of what your love language is. And then we can talk about it later on. We can really talk about, hey, my love language is this. And I don't even know how to communicate my love language. That happens. See, yes. because we focus on individuals and why they don't understand us, we don't understand us. So, we're going to talk about that Very next true. week. All right. And, and, and it takes us years, you know, and I'm still learning, right? Still learning. I, I got issues too, y'all, clinically, I'm sure. But, nevertheless, right? Nevertheless, we love you. We love you. And we will be seeing you soon, right here. Make sure you share this. Okay. Take care.